This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 109. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my uh, esteemed colleague, Peter Nicolaitis. Welcome, Peter. Good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> it's good I'm to see you. now, right? I mean, esteemed. Did I just take a hot shower? Is that why? <laughs> yeah. Steamed. He's been... Um, <laughs> I'm, he's, I'm esteemed. He's mostly cooked. Mostly cooked, yes. <laughs> so, happy, happy Friday. Happy Friday and happy Valentine's Day. Today happy is Valentine's Valentine. Day to you, too. Yeah. So... Um, anything, anything special? Um, we are going to a high school basketball game tonight. It'll be awesome. Okay. All right. I mean, that's your thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm taking my girlfriend to probably the fanciest Italian restaurant in town, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the fanciest one I've been in. Let me put it that way. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, we started the day off. She, you know, she got up and ran downstairs and played around in the refrigerator and came back up to bed and gave me a card and a whole little thing of uh, chocolate covered strawberries that she had made. Ah, nice. Well, I was off to a nice start. So yeah. Uh, unlike previous years, uh, I booked my uh, I booked our dinner reservations well in advance. Nice like a few weeks ago so mm -hmm. not like one of these <gasps> what do I do tonight? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah well we we knew i mean because we're not going to the high school basketball game because we love basketball or high school our youngest daughter's a cheerleader so she ah. she has to be there so one of us has to be there to at least pick her up <laughs> you know, okay. so we it, the games are interesting enough to go but so my valentines i did uh i went to kroger last night instead of this morning to get the card and uh i even got her candy this year uh Ooh. a great big giant reese's peanut butter heart reese <laughs> <laughs> see i make my own peanut butter cups uh -huh. and, um, they've uh, become a little bit of a local legend. Oh, really? Yes. I've been doing this now for several years and, uh, especially within the, um, within the, the, de the, um, uh, yoga, uh, studio. Ah. I have a reputation. And, <laughs> you and, have a reputation in the yoga studio, but also around your... No, no, no. A good one. <laughs> Why does he wear those yoga pants? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, my, uh, my, my peanut butter cups are... Um, they, they, they're rather uh, not notorious, too. They've got a good reputation. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have a reputation to uphold there and I'm always tweaking the recipe a little bit and, you know, enhancing it. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, my girlfriend has recently, she's, this is like transition week. She's, she's the one trans, you know, normally I'm the one doing a weird, crazy diet. And, um, this time she's doing a dietary, uh, transition, mm -hmm. she's cutting out all kinds of things like all, uh, nuts, beans, seeds, 
sugars, alcohol. Uh, like one exception is she can eat um, sweet potatoes. Uh, okay. other, other than that, like anything that's on her forbidden list is pretty much on my allowed list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now if you take like my slow carb diet, mm-hmm. um, she could do slow carb, but it's like, it's more restrictive. I tell you what, whatever, hers is more restrictive. So hers is like a subset of mine with the exception of sweet potatoes. I can't eat sweet potatoes. She can. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. I can do a glass of wine every night. She can't. I have a cheat day right now. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't, I can eat peanut butter. I can eat some nuts. She can't, um, no grains. That's common. Uh, I can eat, uh, olives. She can eat more fruit. I can't eat some fruit. I can't eat any fruit on a slow carb diet. She can eat a few. So it's interesting, you know, mm-hmm. we're playing a list. Now thing is I'm not currently actively, you know, hardcore slow carb dieting. I did a little bit after the holidays, um, but now that I'm up to running for, you know, multiple miles, multiple times per week, uh, I did two eight mile runs this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to do another one today, but it is cold outside. <laughs> yes. It's cold here. So it's gotta be really cold there. It's really, it's in the twenties, even though it was sunny, it's twenties and windy. So I was like, uh, I thought I looked as I was driving over from her place to my place today, I was like, you know, it's nice and sunny out. I, I think maybe I'll give it a shot. I think I'll maybe, uh, you know, I got out of the car. Like, nope, nope. Uh, let's go to Zion. So, nah, not going to do it today. You need so, a um, balaclava. I have one. I have, okay. well, I, I have got the whole thing, but just enough of that getting out of the car, just enough of that gust was to, <laughs> no, not happening. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, so, so my uh, running is going well. I did mm-hmm. uh, two eight milers this week. And uh, I guess the plan next week will be two or three nine milers. Nice. So we'll see. Running a marathon. So you're talking about your your peanut butter cups being good. <laughs> My oldest daughter was doing some dieting stuff and she was uh, fasting sugar altogether. No sugar. Yep. And so, but she loves peanut butter. Okay. And she was going to make her own peanut butter that didn't have sugar. You can buy that, you know. But yeah, yeah. But she likes to cook. Ah, okay. so, so she, you know, thought it might be something she might want to, to do and try. And, uh, it was a huge disaster. It was like this glob of clay with floating oil on it, <laughs> you know, cause it was, yeah. And, and she ate it some, but it, it made her gag. It was so gross. And so now we just, we, we mentioned homemade peanut butter and she goes, mm, mm. <laughs> how hard is that to do? I mean, can't you just like put it in a food processor and walk away? I mean, well, you process, yeah, process it, put oil in it. And, but she never could get the ratio quite right the way that it need to be gotcha. so that it would have a nice texture. Yep. So she put more and more oil in it to try to make it have a good text of, you know, not so clumpy. I mean, it was literally like uh, molding clay or like <laughs> that you would designer clay. That kind of is like, meh. I didn't taste it actually. Okay. <laughs> like, like I, I uh, like um, my peanut butter with sugar in it. It's tasty. 
Yeah, I mean, I generally will buy the the Wegmans or Teddy brand peanut butter. Uh, and I usually, it, it's kind of interesting because they've got an organic, I forgot, Wegmans has like three different peanut butters. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not, not regular. They've got regular and chunky or, you know, creamy and chunky, but there's like, there's the plain old version, which has sugar and, you know, partially hydrogenated oils or whatnot. There's the organic one. And then there's the just nuts one. There's like three different trims of Wegmans brand peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, Teddy um, brand peanut butter, it's local to me. Like if, if the wind was blowing a little bit differently, I could see the plant from here. Oh, wow. Cool. It's like right over in Everett. It's three miles from my place and it's along the route when I go for a run. So it's, you know, it's right across the border, across town. Um, and it's good peanut butter. So I, I do that sometimes, um, you know, it's just nuts and sometimes salt. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, but it's interesting. Like when you go to cut out sugar, if you look at the difference in sugar content between the ones where they do add sugar and they don't it's Mm -hmm. like one gram per serving (laughs) it's really almost negligible you know we're talking like like what eight four to eight percent somewhere you know difference so it's like you know i understand but it's like at some point you just got to say okay like this you know, in principle, yes, I'm doing the right thing. In practice, this has zero effect on my diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, I, I'm eating food that I don't really like for no reason. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. So, um, I think you and I, uh, as a uh, somewhat New Year's resolution, have decided that um, we're going to try to have a little more or try to maintain a little more structure to the podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. So throwing the hat, throwing the hat over the fence there. Uh, let's first, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're going to try to stick to this outline. We've had an outline. We've had our episode outline now for well Ever. over a year. Yeah. yeah. But it's been a while. I don't know how far back we can go, uh, but we haven't been really good at sticking to it. So, <laughs> so uh, as, as, uh, as we've discussed, we'll start with some normal banter, catch up. How the heck are you? Um, and then move into our main topic or an interview. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, wrap up with uh, a nifty, some listener feedback, and then uh, get the heck out of here. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, should we move along? We should. Well, I, I had one funny thing well, that happened this means. morning. No, don't, my, let me, don't let me rush you. Yeah, my oops text. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Is this, so, is this going to show up in texts from last night? or uh, where? Yeah. yeah, well, no. Uh, so... I was sent, so this morning, it just so happens that I sent, I mean, I sent my wife a meme, a Valentine's meme. And, and I, and it just so happened, it was, it was probably rated PG 13, you know, not a, not a bad meme. I mean, not like something that I would, if my daughter saw it, I wouldn't care, but so I sent that to her, you know, and then, uh, she was, uh, she's getting a haircut today and yeah. And so we've got a joke. I mean, you were, you grew up watching friends, didn't you? I mean, nah, eh, so. well, but I wouldn't say grew up. I mean, I well, that was our, that was our college years. 
yeah. Yeah, college and you know yeah, yeah. so i mean i wasn't a grown-up in college yet i mean technically i was but i wasn't grown up <laughs> yeah, not even not even close <laughs> yeah. so there was the episode where you know like they could have their their um free you know so like let's say that you had a celebrity that you were really fond of and your boyfriend or girlfriend would say i it's okay you get a pass that it, you yes, know, if, yes. if this celebrity ever says they want you then yeah, yeah there's you, a word for that i forget what the term is i'm yeah. sure i'm sure yeah. listeners will be writing in in moments just to tell us <laughs> yeah so so elizabeth and i don't descri- uh, prescribe to that obviously uh but we joke obviously. about it obviously <laughs> but we joke about it that gwen stefani is it would be one of mine okay uh, it's always been gwen stefani since i mean since the friends episodes you know so it's always been a joke well of course i like blondes my wife's a blonde but gwen Good. stefani is a platinum blonde which obviously i like really blonde you like more than blondes <laughs> more than blondes okay. so uh, I see where this is going so i she said she was going or she was headed for her haircut well I sent her, you know, a haircut like this, question mark, and it was a picture of Gwen Stefani. And (laughs) so I sent it, and I got an email back from a friend of mine from church (laughs) that says, uh, yeah, this looks nice, but I don't think so. Can I I call you now? (laughs) So I sent this to the wrong person. Apparently. (laughs) <laughs> what I was really glad is that I didn't send him the Valentine's meme. <laughs> you would want to know. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It was like an Austin Powers meme. You know, it was completely clean, cleanish. Not completely cleanish. <laughs> completely cleanish and in a, completely cleanish and innocent. <laughs> Got it. But I have sent memes that were for my wife's eyes only. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. That was funny. Yep. So anyway. I've, anyway. Uh, I've sent and received a couple of those myself from time to time. I, uh, I, I will confess that I, uh, or no, I, will not, I will proclaim uh, that I do not and have not uh, sent, uh, you know, below the belt photos <laughs> unclothed. I just, it just it seems to me like nothing good can come of that. I just, I don't understand how people do these, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. Like, I, yeah. Well, you and I know that those things are permanent. I mean, they're on the internet. They're, they're data somewhere forever. Uh, no, I, I, I'm out on that. I've mm-hmm. never sent anything like that. Yep. Don't, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so on to more serious topic. Windows seven. Windows seven. Pretty Windows. serious. Pretty serious. It, yes. Well, it's not dead. I mean, it's well, it big, depends. Yeah, it's not dead if you have the extended life support from Microsoft. Life support. Which, I like how you put that. <laughs> life support. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can buy that as an enterprise, you know, and, and I could or see as a small business now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They the did. First open time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so we should expand on this just a little bit. So, so Microsoft publishes the software that pr- 
fair, fair degree of uh, certainty that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably using some sort of Microsoft service, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not, whether it's Windows on your desktop or Microsoft Office. And if you're not consciously using that, um, part of the internet services that you're using is probably running on Microsoft's cloud services, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you know it or not, there's a good degree of likelihood that you're a Microsoft customer one way or another. Um, they use, they publish operating systems, notably Windows, right? And after a certain period of time, they stop supporting that operating system. What that yes. means is you no longer receive patches, updates, fixes okay well some people may say why do i care the reason that you care is most of these fixes now are not just like oh this doesn't work right it's more like oh this plugs a gaping security hole that could let a hacker completely take over my system and get access to all of my data yeah okay and more importantly lock me out so i can't get access to any of my data Mm -hmm. So the premise is we want to keep these systems up to date to prevent this from happening. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've been a large enterprise, uh, say when they retired Windows Vista, when they retired Windows XP, Windows 2000, Windows NT, um, you could buy extended support. You know, you're paying through the nose, but if you're a large enterprise, you can afford to do that. What's noteworthy is that with Windows 7 for the first time, small businesses could do this and you could buy it for as little as, you know, one computer. Mm -hmm. So that said, turn it back to you. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and so the age that Microsoft goes on those is 10 years on their, what they call their long-term support platform. So I don't, I actually don't know if Windows 8 qualified in the long-term support or not, Uh, but Windows 7 did. They committed to that one for, uh, for 10 years. So, I mean, that's a really, that's a really long time for a company to commit to supporting any software, honestly, especially in, you know, as quickly I mean, this is our information age. As quickly as operating systems and everything is changing, 10 years is more than a lifetime. Yeah. And, uh, and for, for a quick thing is Windows 8 is still uh, alive. You have to have had like a, a service pack or a service release in it, but it's going until uh, 2023. Okay. So, yeah, so it is getting a a full 10 years out of it then. Right. And for comparison's sake, most of the Linux distributions that I use, um, you know, their end of support, their long-term support lifestyle, uh, lifestyle, Lifestyle. life life cycle is usually five years Mm -hmm. for comparison. So Microsoft is doing, you know, more than most of these Linux distros I use. Mm -hmm. And um, Macintosh, I don't remember what they're being, but it's, it's pretty short, right? It's fairly aggressive. They're moving you on like, you know, you got to upgrade, upgrade. Cause if you're not running the latest version really soon, the version behind it just stops getting updates anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I, I listen to other podcasts where some of the you know, developers are like, I don't see any good reason to upgrade. I'm like, yeah, until the next service release comes out or next, uh, you know, patch comes out and you're left mm-hmm. vulnerable. So yep. anyway, sorry, back to you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, no, this is, this, this is why we're here. <laughs> so I did, uh, I did do some research of why somebody should uh, upgrade to windows 10 aside from 
the security reasons, you know, because one, you know, a, a friend of mine, he I mean, he's an older gentleman. He's uh, one of my business mentors and 70 some. And he was just I'm not I'm never moving to Windows 10 from seven. It's perfect. Well, his laptop started failing and there is nothing that can be done, you know. You can't buy Windows 7. I mean, you could get it, but I just told him, I said, you have to go to Windows 10 and mm-hmm. you have to mentally prepare yourself and you have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it. And it took him a full year for him to decide that he was willing to to make the effort. But he did. I, I don't I don't quite get that. I mean, I know. First off, Windows 7 is far from perfect, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, not, not even close. I mean, it may have been good enough, but, <laughs> but uh, no operating system is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I recently um, migrated one, uh, the, the owner of, um, of uh, the company of one of my clients from uh, Windows 7 to Windows 10. And, uh, you know, she's an older lady who's been, you know, she's been using computers quite for quite some time. But, you know, she's asking me almost daily, at very least a couple times a week, how do I do this now? How do I do this now? Mm-hmm. And with very few exceptions, nothing's changed. Like, how do I apply? How do I install these updates? Well, you don't have to. We do that for you, she asks us. Well, where do I go to, like, well, you, you go to the start button. Well, where's the start button? Same, same place it's always, same, literally the same place it's been since 1995. Yeah. Okay. Bottom left corner. Doesn't move, right? So, I mean, there really aren't that much different. Like, yeah, the start button, when you click on it, it looks different now because you can have like your favorite apps configured there in a tile. Mm-hmm. But the start button hasn't changed. You know, it, it pins different apps to the taskbar by default, but you could have always dragged and dropped your own things there in the past. Mm-hmm. The little system tray in the bottom right, that's not different. They're really is, yeah. <laughs> not that different. You know, it really hasn't changed. So I don't understand why people would have a, a super aversion to going to a, a, a newer version, you know, especially after 10 years. I mean, come on, it's time. Yeah. Well, and you know, I don't miss the days because I used to have my start menu. It was start program program a program whatever program you know and so i would do this whole big z you know or whatever to to open a program that i needed to have you know or i combined them so programs uh cad drafting autocad autocad lt you know all this and now i go windows button autocad lt search you know it finds it i run it yeah. Now that's been around since like the Vista days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, one big problem or it has been a big problem with Windows 10 is that search stopping to work mm. this week. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was, um, I first noticed it. Uh, I think it was late last week, was it? Mm-hmm. And I did find and apply the fix for that. It was just a yeah. registry key entry. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did notice because I'm a frequent user of Windows Search, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because you can go through and punch through and navigate through the, the menus. But if you know the name of the program you want, like I'm constantly going to like PowerShell, click the start button. I type Power S because that way I don't get a PowerPoint. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And I get PowerShell. That's great. Well, that wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had, what I did though, is I, you can do a, a shortcut. If you do windows R that's the equivalent of the old start run. Okay. So like if you know the specific command name, so not for instance, uh, Microsoft word 2016, but winword.exe. Winword.exe. Yep. You can start, you know, you can do command R, winword, enter, and it'll ro- or work. So I was able to, most of the stuff I wanted to do, I could do that just fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I know, because I'm a computer geek, I know the shortcuts and, you know, the actual program executables. But a lot of people were completely, you know, like hosed. They had to go through and search for different, you know, things and clicky clicky through the, uh, through the start menu. Now I say that a lot of people probably never even had a clue that anything was broken because I would say most of the users I see have no clue that you can type to tell mm-hmm. the computer what you want it to run. And it's yeah. all point and click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. So did you end up fixing it yourself or did you wait for the patch? Um, I ended up fixing it myself with a registry key that I found somebody else had already figured yep. it out. Yep. Uh, but mine was completely dead. Like if you hit the window, mine was empty. There was no start menu. I mean, I couldn't even like manually go to where I needed to go. It was completely empty. And so they said it was related to Bing uh, because yep. it, it was uh, pointing out there and getting some sort of failure. And so I turned that off by a, a registry key. Yep. So, so yeah, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but so back to one of the reasons for <laughs> one of the reasons to go to windows 10 was listed as performance. Now I didn't really feel like the performance was that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's, it's not 100% apples to apples because you've got to, if you're going to say windows 10 is faster, you got to have it on a platform that windows seven would be fast and windows 10 would be fast. Meaning if you have an underpowered computer, that's running windows seven. Okay. It will probably not run windows 10. Okay. If it's doesn't meet the specs for 10. But if it's a spec computer that should be good for both, mm-hmm. then Windows 10 does perform better. Now, I found this with my QuickBooks. So I updated, I have a virtual machine that I run my QuickBooks on. Okay. And the old one was Windows 7, and I updated it to Windows 10. Completely identical virtual machines. I mean, four gig of RAM, four gig of virtual RAM, SSD drive, um, on the same server with the same processors, identical. Windows 10 runs QuickBooks faster than the Windows 7 does. Mm -hmm. And I was not expecting that. I I mean, I would be curious to see if that was also the case on two identical hardware side-by-side comparisons. I'm wondering if there's any additional virtualization uh, that Windows 10 has that uh-huh. may not. I don't know. Just a, mm-hmm. just a suspicion. Uh, that said, I'm not discounting that Windows 10 can be faster. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is a refreshing change mm-hmm. because, I mean, I don't know, for the longest time, um, when I was, um, you know, back in the day, every time you bought a new version of some software, it got slower. Software bloat was the standard. Every time you were getting a new operating system, you know, you needed a new computer 
This mm-hmm. is why for the longest times, um, uh, you know, the enterprises, for instance, would never, and it's still pretty rare, I think, um, upgrade servers in place, you know, like do software upgrades. Yeah. They buy a server, that box is going to sit there unchanged for five years, you know, as far as mm-hmm. the major OS. And I remember like a, a local hospital would call me up and bring me in to like upgrade our SQL server to the latest version and update our windows to the latest version. And I be like, you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't you just want to replace it? Yeah. So, you know, so um, these days I'm, I'm finding that, you know, operating system upgrades are a little more common. In fact, I've been doing one this week, been migrating a bunch of our um, uh, Debian uh, virtual Linux systems. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't notice a ton of difference, but again, it used to be the, the case when you upgraded, generally you needed beefier hardware. Now, um, apparently in the Macintosh space, that was not always the case. Um, you know, like in the, like, like if you ran OS six, seven, eight, nine, you could generally upgrade through those on similar hardware. Mm-hmm. Of course, everything changed when they went to OS 10, right? Yeah. And then OS 10, you could do 10.1, 10.2, 10.3. And I forget when, but they started cutting off, you know, like the original Mac minis and older than that, those Support for those died a while ago. Yeah. And, and of course, handhelds with our phones, generally I've noticed that, you know, oh, new operating system, performance goes into the tank. Yeah. Right? There have been some, main, like I think with OS, iOS 12, they changed that, right? Because it's like, oh, it's going to be better performance on old hardware. But again, not usually the case. So mm-hmm. I was actually pleased to see that. I think with, with, um, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Windows, um, was it not Vista? Vista was a was horrible, horrible right? performance. Yeah, XP to Vista was nothing but a plummeting nosedive. Uh, but Vista to seven, I heard you know, performance was pretty good. I don't know, mm-hmm. I never really ran <laughs> Vista, so I don't know for sure. Um, and again, seven to ten, I, I think it's been pretty good. So, yeah. you know, eight was a dog. they fixed fixed, the doggedness they fixed the doggedness uh but then 10 was the real fix yep yeah Um, no i agree now which 10 yeah (laughs) shall we go there yeah (laughs) not the very first one the very first 10 yes yeah the very first one was not the best um i would i and i had a lot of problems out of i think it was 1707 uh, or 1704, whatever this, one of the 17s, I was mm-hmm. stuck. I could, if I had that, if I had that version, I had a lot of problems and I couldn't update it. I mm-hmm. couldn't get, I couldn't get up. I couldn't get down. The only thing I could do is wipe and reload to a newer version of 18. So the mm-hmm. 17, I think was the worst for the bugginess from, for me and my clients. Yep. Um, so yeah i i and honestly i haven't been paying that much attention i mm-hmm. i really don't know you know because like what they decided to do with windows now you know like oh no it's always just going to be windows 10 now well it's you know windows it, it's hard to say that. you know it's like yeah. it's like, like okay what what they used to call windows there was windows 7 there was windows vista windows 8 windows xp now it's just Windows 10, but there are different builds and different trims of Windows 10. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay, fine. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they were trying to do. Uh, but but every uh, how often are they uh, updating Windows 10 now? Is it every six months? There's a new version. It's it's supposed to be on a six month schedule. I mean, they're taking that right after Ubuntu. Yep. Good, for them. <laughs> Good, Good job, Mark Shuttleworth. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I mean, what do you think about Cortana? I never use her. I don't either. I, I mean, I've, I've actually never really even given her a shot because I don't need to talk to my computer. I like talking to my phone. I like talking to my TV, but I don't like talking to my computer. Um, I don't mind talking to my computer. Um, but when I want to do that, frankly, I installed the uh, Amazon uh, A-Word app on my computer. Mm-hmm. Talk to her that way. Because the Cortana is pretty useless. Mm-hmm. You know, like she'll understand what I'm asking her to do, but she can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not the, the functionality is not enabled. Whereas with Amazon and with even, you know, numbnuts there on our iPhones, she can actually do some useful things. Cortana, mm-hmm. just like, why? I really don't, you know, I, I, I got my hair cut today and my barber was asking me, like, I don't understand why they've got these you know, lady in the tubes there. Why they have those? I ask her, what's the weather? I can ask my phone for the weather. Like, it's the same functionality, dude. It's just like, you know, your phone might be across the room. And Mm -hmm. and I got to tell you, I don't know about you. My my iPhone is really good at ignoring me when I'm calling, you know, like, hey, you, hey, hey. (laughs) Meanwhile, a word, she's listening all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Amazon's making money on us. I mean, so they've got to be listening. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Should we diverge just a little bit? Did you uh, hear about how Amazon will have to uh, actually pay corporate taxes for the first time this year? Uh, no, I didn't hear that. I didn't. How did they not pay corporate taxes? I'd, I'd like to find that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, kind of interesting how, uh, you know, the world, well, I, he was for a briefly, you know, time, the uh, world's richest man and one of the world's biggest companies gets away without paying any taxes. Uh-huh. That's uh, disappointing because yeah. I did, I paid plenty of taxes this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you paid so uh, Amazon doesn't have to. Yeah. That is a bummer. <laughs> yeah. That's what we, the flat tax, flat tax. Anyway. Okay. I agree, <laughs> and, and I was having this discussion or trying to have this discussion with my girlfriend last night about this too. This is like, look, let's just say, for example, that we had a, and pull a number out of the air, 15% flat tax. That means that, you know, Amazon made what $126 billion last year or so. Mm-hmm. They would pay 15, 16, 16, 17 billion dollars in taxes. Mm-hmm. That's that. Let's say I made $100,000 last year. I would pay $15,000 in taxes. Easy. And, and I just remember like, you know, listening to this back in the, in the 90s, I remember like Larry King saying, you know, arguing against the flat tax. It's like, huh, how can you think that's fair? That's like, I mean, it's fair. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> how can you not, you idiot? <laughs> That's where I fall on that. But yeah. hey, the, only, the only people that I can understand the logic, I don't agree, but I can understand the logic are the ultra poor. Yep. 
but the ultra poor ought to fall under the tax exempt anyway. You know, because it's it's uh, I think it's twelve thousand dollars a year. If you make twelve thousand dollars a year or less, you don't qualify to pay taxes. Right. Um, and 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 that's ultra poor. Um, <clears throat> I yeah. I mean, they they paying. 10%, it's still the same percentage and I get it. Food costs so much. So I, I can understand the logic of that. I don't agree, but I can understand it. But anybody else above that, it's the same percentage. You know, it's just uh, what you, you know, same with, you know, I have the same argument about tithe. You know, if you're, if you're, a, you're you know, if you're a religion, you do tithing, it's 10%. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's ten percent for everybody. It's no yeah. more burden for me than it is for you. Yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because you know, the other thing is, like, and again, you no, know, like you know, for some of these companies that have been getting away with like not paying taxes for a long time, that's not fair either, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but I don't think that the solution is to take away everything that they have either. Because like it or not, they do employ people. They do give people jobs. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they are providing value to our society. Yeah. We can get into a whole different debate about how these jobs may be bad and, you know, may not pay a <laughs> living wage, et cetera, et cetera. But we were talking about windows. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about windows. So windows. So yeah, windows. Not that. One of the th- another thing of Windows 10 that's a benefit over seven is the app store being built into the operating system, yes. which is pretty slick. I, uh, I mean, that idea. What, yeah. Wonder who had that idea. Huh. I can tell you, Microsoft didn't create it. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it, it, well, I used to think it was useless. So like, well, cause you could get it from the website, but, I mean, if just go to the, cause it used to be Microsoft's was just a website store, right. Microsoft.com. It wasn't built into the operating system and yep. I was fine with that, yep. but there is benefit of it being directly into the operating system and the integration of things that you can come in there. I don't subscribe to those things mostly, but it is a, you know, it is a help for people who, um, who want to install a card game, but are not smart enough to know going to a whereas site, which one that they should download that won't put viruses on their computer. <laughs> right. And, and another update or another uh, 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 bonus that comes along with, um, with most of, the, most of these app stores is they are a form of a uh, package manager. So mm-hmm. they will keep the software updated automatically. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. I mean, th- now this is something that the, the, uh, the Linux world has had for many years. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and um, you, they, they had it in the form of um, yum uh, RPM packages on, on the red hat side, you know, red hat based distros, uh, the D package and the apt app get uh, stuff on the Debian side. And I'm sure Slackware and other, you know, gen two and stuff had their own things too. Um, but, uh, you know, having some way to automatically keep your software up to date mm-hmm. is really handy. Yeah. You know? Now, I mean, because you and I, I mean, we sell, solutions to do this for software that doesn't have this option. Right. right. 
you know, so there's value in that because, you know, you and I make money off of providing just this very same service. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to do when everybody has their own package manager? <laughs> we'll sell something else. The cheese bows. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to actually tour for a living like honest, you know, musicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the app store is good. That's a nice thing. I don't care about touch, but the touch functionality in the Windows 10 operating system is significantly better than trying to touch in 7. I mean, because it's the same menu, but now you're driving it with your fin- finger where Windows 10 had, well, 8 did too, but Windows 10 has the um, the men- the touch menu with bigger buttons and sliding and menu. And, and so that's that's nice. I mean, I'm not going to provide criticism on it just because it it's so easy to do. Right. Um, <clears throat> virtual desktops. Now, the Linux and... Uh, Mac world, which Mac didn't get virtual desktops till about 10 fairly, years. Yeah, fairly 10, recently. 10, 10, 12 years ago, yeah. Linux has had it for decades. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and a virtual desktop is awesome if if you have the RAM to do it. You got to have the RAM to do it, but it's still awesome in that you have a virtual desktop set up here. So like, uh, you know, for example, like I'm on the podcast right now, I've got all this podcast information pulled up so that we can talk about it. I've got web pages over here. I've got notes over here. Now I could save this. I mean, save it. I would just create, if I wanted to keep this virtual desktop ready because the podcast isn't for an hour, I've got it all pulled up and ready to go. I could just open the other virtual desktop, which is completely blank, open up my browser, do work until it's time to get on the call with Peter, switch back over to the virtual desktop. It's all ready to go. It's really Mm -hmm. slick. Mm -hmm. And it's fast. I mean, it's not like you got to, you punch a couple key buttons and voila, you switch. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, and yeah, if you're using, um, you know, like Macintosh and certain, I don't know, uh, Windows and stuff, but you could do, like with my Mac, when I would do it, it's uh, three fingers swiping left or right along the touchpad, would mm-hmm. slide me back and forth between virtual desktops. So, yeah. I mean, it's a way of like, it's sort of like having multiple monitors, mm-hmm. you know, except you, you only can like looking at one at a time and then you switch your attention to the other one. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, virtual desktop's insanely useful. I used to have one for like, here's my communications window. So my email and my chat's over here, my browser's over here, my spreadsheet's over here. It's just like swipe, swipe, swipe. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Well, and then the Xbox app, what, I didn't even know this existed because I, I just haven't been, a, I'm not that type of gamer. Like I'm a MMO RPG, massive multiplayer mm-hmm. online role playing game. Yeah. You know, World of Warcraft is my thing. Used to be EverQuest back in the day and moved along that same vein. <clears throat> but the Xbox app, which makes sense is built right into the windows 10 operating system and if you're a gamer i mean all that stuff is right right there like the app store it's built into the app store but the thing that's on top of that that i didn't even know existed till i was doing this research is the game bar and so the game bar i was like what the heck is the game bar yep so these gamers they don't just want to play games they want to play games with their friends and record them and jibber jabber 
and screenshot and, and save them and, and brag about it later. Yes. <laughs> so I was say, the big thing is they want to brag about it. <laughs> so uh, my my youngest daughter uh, is is a, is more geeky into computers than my oldest is. Uh, she will watch people play games. Like I said, why don't you just play that game? <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I'm not that good at it. I, I mean, was going to say, they're better at it. <laughs> they're better at it. Like, well, that would just make me want, want to be better at it. And I would want to watch them less because I know how much better than they are than me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just wired differently, but they're like, yeah, I enjoy watching them do it. Cause it's awesome. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you could be awesome too. <laughs> it can be entertaining, but yeah, I mean, I generally would rather play games than watch people play games. Mm -hmm. Spectator esports. Yeah, yeah, no. not so much. Sometimes it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but not for hours at a time. Yeah, and the other thing of Windows 10 is the 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 new snipping tool and copying and pasting. That's become much more robust. Yep. Once again, they caught up to Mac. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Or to green shot open source software that I use on windows for screen capturing. But yes, yeah. it's nice having a snipping tool that does a little more than just print screen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've purchased snag it for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's another one of those screen capture video recording, you know, it's, yep. it's good, but it, it is nice to have that stuff um, built in And I don't know why they didn't build it in a long time ago. Because it's, it's not that sophisticated. Yeah, it certainly isn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. Taking a snapshot is not really rocket science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, OneDrive is built into the operating system on Windows 10, and it wasn't always as um, tight with the operating system as it is now in the later versions of 10. But you can install OneDrive on 7. Mm -hmm. But it is nice, the integration now, uh, you can do OneDrive. <clears throat> but then if you're also doing a corporate setting, you can do SharePoint OneDrive. Yep. So you got the, it, as far as the user's concerned, it looks just like OneDrive, but now you're synchronizing your corporate files. And, and Dropbox, I mean, uh, there are other vendors besides Dropbox, but Dropbox has re really cornered this from the start and pioneered it. And now, now Microsoft is going to own it. I, I mean, they, they've just learned everything that they could from from Dropbox and well, you know, and they actually did, they, they bought, there was a company in 2000 called Groove. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. It's their music player. It's not their music player, but it's a same, it's a product called the same thing as their music player, but they, <laughs> they bought Groove and Groove was this file synchronization program that became OneDrive. It's kind of like Skype is, which is now teams, you know, they bought it and they, they made it their own because hmm. back in, uh, in, it was late. It was mid 2000s. So in mid 2000s, we had this Groove synchronization software that was working great. Like, I mean, better than Dropbox at the time. Mm -hmm. So, but any, anyway, um, it, it's really cool to have, you know, you can choose what you sync. You can sync with your corporate peers. Um, 
Don't forget encryption, which encryption is now built into the operating system tightly. Yep. I mean, it's been, yep. Encryption has been there a long time. <clears throat> but but well, not, well, not for the, um, the personal editions haven't always had it. You're right. Home editions and stuff. But now yeah. it's across the board. You've got BitLocker. And BitLocker is super easy to deal with now. It used to be hard to manage. It used to slow your computer down. You know, now you you encrypt it and you just work. Um, it does add a layer of complexity to disaster recovery restores and things like that, but it's still um, built right in. And so, so that is nice. If you are at all worried about losing your laptop or having, you know, your device stolen and someone else getting access to everything about your life, mm -hmm. encrypt this stupid hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, every computer of mine is now encrypted. My yeah. Mac, you know, my MacBook pro here. I mean, of course, Mac's been doing this for a while too, yeah. but while I would be very disappointed to lose this piece of hardware, I wouldn't be concerned about my data. <laughs> you know, it's just inaccessible. It'd be gone, but it'd be, it'd be, you know, somebody wouldn't get it. Somebody wouldn't get my client's data. They couldn't get my client, my webpage logins, all that stuff. So right. super right. cool. Now I didn't know, maybe you did know this, that windows 10 has nearby sharing for it turned on nearby nearby sharing kind of like um uh airdrop bluetooth uh no, i did not know about that yeah yeah so it's got the bluetooth uh and you you get to it in the um you turn on nearby sharing and nearby you can use bluetooth and wi-fi for nearby sharing okay so uh, i mean that's that's nice i mean like i said mac has had that for sounds secure <laughs> Yeah. Now that's a little less secure feature. <laughs> so, so overall, I mean, there's a lot of cool things that you could do with windows 10 that now, not everything that we talked about couldn't be done in windows seven with third party applications. Right. But they just weren't built in. Right. Exactly. So we're, we're trying to talk, talk you into moving to windows 10 cause it's a better, it's a better deal. <laughs> There from seven go. so cool yeah and and now the other thing too is free upgrades yes so so the and here's another one i don't know how long this is going to last so windows 7 uh you windows 7 windows 8 windows 8.1 you could upgrade to windows 10 for free yep and that supposedly ended in yep. june of 2018 i think yep Unless if, you had accessibility option requirements. Yeah. But if you put a Windows 10 disk into any Windows 7 computer and say upgrade, it will upgrade it for free. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how that works either, uh, but it does. <laughs> and if you have to rebuild it, it'll take that Windows 7 key. I don't know how long that's going to work, uh, but... As of today, it still works, and uh, I mean we are we are we're almost done with all of our clients being out of Windows Seven and on Windows Ten, so we won't have to worry about can we upgrade anymore. Right. But you know, because when we planned when we planned the migration last year, we planned on okay, it's one hundred fifty dollars. We got to buy the operating system for every single computer. 
I mean, that was just the plan. Well, we didn't have to, I mean, we didn't have to charge them for that. It just works. Yeah. (laughs) Now, does that apply to enterprises too, however? I'm not sure about that. You know, I don't, I don't know because we don't do a lot of enterprise. Now I, uh, my computer at the office has windows 10 enterprise on it and it, and it had, I've had windows seven enterprise, but I don't, I don't, I doubt that it would upgrade. And I don't like the enterprise operating system. Um, it does not have the store. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what else it does. I think it doesn't have a lot of the consumer stuff built into it and you can't upgrade. You can only upgrade to enterprise long-term support versions, Mm -hmm. which is, which is great. I mean, it's perfect for the enterprise, but it's, it's not perfect for the agile SMB like myself. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Let go. Well then. All right. So I think we've pretty much covered what our main topic was, why mm-hmm. you should upgrade. Now, is it so like, uh, is this two thumbs up? Are we both saying you should upgrade to Windows 10? Uh, now, yes, yes. Are there any reasons why maybe you should not upgrade to Windows 10? The only reason I can think of that you should not upgrade to Windows 10 is if you have a very specific compatibility issue um, that that just will not run in Windows 10. And we've got some, I've got some manufacturing clients who they can't upgrade to Windows 10. I mean, it's a, it's technically a computer. It's technically Windows 7 on it, but it's running a machine like a, 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 a manufacturing machine and it does very, you know, very specific thing over and over and over and over again. And that's all it does. And it doesn't get on the internet. It doesn't have programs installed. It doesn't run windows office. I can't, I can't upgrade those. Yep. Um, But I would say for the consumer, that's going to be very slim. Yep volume of people that you say you can't update them <laughs> we had a uh, I, I had a few clients uh one of them because the owner said he's planning on retiring this year mm-hmm. i said it doesn't make sense you know he's planning on retiring and shutting down the business at the end of the year i told him i said it doesn't make sense to buy all new computers because you know we're not going to upgrade his seven or eight year old computers to windows 10 yeah it's just not worth it um mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. So in that case, we bought extended support. Mm-hmm. Of course, like within two weeks of doing that, he said, oh yeah, I just got another contract that's going to keep us busy for the next 18 months. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> 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 uh, the other uh, for, uh, was, uh, for us was uh, lack of time. You know, we, we had this sort of like, you know, hey, end of life is coming right on you kind of thing. And we just didn't have time to uh, devote because a bunch of our clients just didn't respond to our notifications saying, mm-hmm. you got to choose something, got to choose something. And then they're like, great, we want to upgrade all of our Windows 10 machines. So like, we don't have time to do it within the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
you know, we've been telling you this for literally months now. You didn't answer. It's not our fault. Now you have to buy extended support, and then we'll plan on doing these upgrades over the, you know, the coming year or so. Over 2020. Well, you know, one thing that we've done on all of our upgrades from Windows 7, and we haven't had to do it, but we've been doing a backup, doing a Windows windows 7 the built-in backup of them Mm -hmm. before we do it just in case it dies Mm -hmm. we have not had one single one die (laughs) we've had a upgrade process in the upgrade process from 7 to 10 and we've i mean in just over the last two months i mean we've done over over a hundred of them since december That's a pretty good ratio. Sounds like the upgrade is is fairly stable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are taking it all the way to the latest version. Um, and that, that seems to help, but we've, we did have, I mean, actually we did have one that wouldn't go to the latest version and we had to take it to 18 and then bring it up to 19. But, but that's not, that's not a failure. That's not a blue screen. That's just, a procedural process. <laughs> right, right. Human yeah. error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So All in right. general, though, with very few exceptions, yeah, you, you really should upgrade to Windows 10. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Okay. So do we want to talk about Nifty today? I think we should. And I'm going to let you uh, steal this one. You can have the Nifty for today. I can have the Nifty. Well, this cool. is an Adam episode, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next, next one's all you. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> no so, so my Nifty for the day is I just bought a new MacBook Pro at the end of the year last year. And I bought it with enough resources so I could run a virtual machine on it with the intent of being able to run every single program that I need to run. I like running on my Mac, but I have some programs that I have to run on Windows. So I was either going to go with VMware Fusion, Parallels, or um, uh, Oracle's something box. What's the box? Um, Virtual? Virtual box. Yeah. Virtual. Uh, it's, it's for running my virtual hard drives. What is it called? Something virtual box. Anyway. So the, uh, I ended up going with the VMware fusion because it was $99 one time yep. rather than parallels was, um, 79 annually. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay that. And I know shame on me, but I wanted to, I wanted to go with the VMware fusion one time. And I figured if I get a little bit less functionality, I don't care. The only thing I really need to do is run two or three programs that I can't run on my Mac every once in a while when I need it. So I got the VMware fusion and it includes unity. Well, unity is a reference to uh, Linux. They do that. Um, part of the wine in unity suite where Citrix has been doing it for 30 years where you run an application and it looks like you're running an emulation, but it looks like it's just running natively in your operating system. Well, I didn't realize VMware fusion had unity, but what's really slick is when I've got my virtual machine up, I go to uh, the VMware fusion button and it shows the start menu and it shows the start menu from my Windows 10 virtual machine. And I just go blah, 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 Microsoft project run. And it opens up in a window right in my Mac. 
and it looks just like I'm actually running Microsoft project or publisher right in my Mac and the performance is great. And so I'm very pleased with that. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to run a virtual machine window and run everything in the virtual machine. So it gives me full size, full functionality. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super, super convenient for me. Um, I can, I can definitely recommend that if you need to run some windows application on your Mac. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Um, I do occasionally, I'll do some virtualization. I haven't been doing as much cross-platform stuff just because my, I don't remember now, it's been over a month since I fired up my old MacBook. Uh, <laughs> I did stick to my commitment not to buy a new MacBook net last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, you know, I've been getting by just fine with my, a couple of old Microsoft surfaces and my HP Elite Desk desktop here mm-hmm. i haven't really had to buy myself a new machine so yeah. you know it's like i kind of want one but i absolutely don't need a new computer at this point yeah so you know i do tell folks like if you sit there and you find yourself sitting there waiting watching the hourglass while you're waiting for stuff and you know it's taking slow programs to load by all means you need a new computer i'm not waiting. And mm-hmm. if I do, I pivot to a second machine and I'll do something. So if I'll yeah. start the offense over here, like, so I have an advantage, you know, I have two or three different computers at my disposal. Plus I have this cloud infrastructure I can leverage for whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel like I'm being held back right now, but mm-hmm. if I do, honestly, I would like to get a new Mac, but I might just find myself buying myself another, you know, windows laptop or desktop or something. I don't mm-hmm. You know, I just don't, I just don't, I can't justify it right now. So, yeah. And and I saved up for this one and I, I didn't need it. I wanted it. This was, (laughs) this was a want and I, uh, um, cause if I really just bought what I needed, I would have bought a windows machine. Yep. (laughs) Done. But that's what I wanted. Saved up for it. I was, you know, I was good. So, All right. So you want to take us out? I think I should. Um, You know, so VMware Fusions are nifty. Hooray. We stuck to our format. Yay. Let's see if we do the next episode. (laughs) So (laughs) so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter. I am Nicolaitis. If you can spell that, good for you. Uh, Adam is Sublime Comp. And um, you can also leave us feedback via the website. You can contact us at our company's um, respective websites. I'm also all over the place. I'm at nicolaitis.com. I'm at uh, yogawithpeter.com, although we didn't talk about yoga today. Mm-hmm. Can they find you anywhere else or is it strictly sublime for you? Strictly sublime for me. I mean, I'm sure you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. And- oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause I don't, I don't really, I, I just use Facebook for personal. I mean, I do have a business page, so I can be found there. We do have a blurring the lines, uh, Facebook page. So somebody could go there we do. as well. I think I saw that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, find us, drop us a line, send us some feedback. We love hearing from you. Um, You know, even if you've got criticism, tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're idiots for recommending people to upgrade to Windows 10. Let's have that discussion. It's great, you know? So 
Um, that's that. I think on that note, then, uh, I will do the honors and go ahead and push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.